In less than two weeks, June the 10th to be exact, the Christian Cross Festival is going to be returning to Norfolk. Now part of that afternoon and evening of music and praise and a lot of other outdoor fun is going to be an opportunity to connect with the music of Jordan St. Cyr. Well, that's what we are doing this morning here on MyBridge Radio. Jordan, welcome back to the Morning Conversation. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a couple years since we had you on and uh, excited about catching up with you and uh, hearing all kinds of things that God's doing in and through your lives and talking about some new music that you've just kind of released here more recently and so all kinds of things that we're going to go today. A couple things just personally first, just to kind of touch base on, I know last time that we talked, you, you mentioned your youngest daughter, uh, Emery, and some health dynamics that she was having. Give us an update on that and how's that going? Every spring, we seem to wind up back in the hospital, mm. you know, and the thing is, is this time we ended up back in the hospital, but not condition related, like not to what she's going through. Um, You know, so she's been doing so good. Mm. Um, She had a little incident where she was jumping on her brother's bed and hit her head on on the windowsill. And so she had to get three staples. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny because just even her ability to kind of roughhouse and play with her brothers and uh, and to kind of get into trouble and her curiosity is just a sign of God's faithfulness in her life. Mm-hmm. Like to see what he's done through the prayers of his people have carried us. And so she's been doing so good. We haven't been back in the hospital. Uh, everything, her medications, her doctors, her team uh, has been just working so well. Mm-hmm. So we are grateful. Yeah. So Sturge Weber syndrome, is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. It presents itself differently in in every child. Uh, In her case, it's an overgrowth of blood vessels. They grew to about three times the size that they should on the left side of her face and left side of her head. And they basically steal blood away from that side of the brain. And so that side is is shrinking. And that's what causes the seizure activity, you know, the high risk of stroke and and stuff like that. So we've got, again, a good team. We've got, you know, uh, she's just been solid on her medications, takes them every morning, every night. And you know what? She's, she's doing fantastic. Jordan, the, the world's been crazy over the last three years, and you decided to add to the craziness by moving your family, major move, from uh, Manitoba, Canada to uh, Nashville. So, like, what's up with that? It's been a dream of ours for about six years, maybe more so a dream of mine. My wife is very supportive. <laughs> right. um, so, about six years, and then three years into that journey, Emery was born, and so we were like, hey, you know what, maybe we should stick in Canada with this free health care for a while, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, that was a God thing. Just, you know, his timing is perfect. And um, just telling us to, hey, like I will fulfill, you know, the dreams and the desires that I put in your heart, but it's going to be in my time, not yours. And so th- another three years goes by and this song Fires comes out and uh, it really, it, it just impacts our lives so greatly and gives us the opportunity to move. The way kind of touring works is everybody gets on the bus in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then when the tour's done, everybody gets off the bus in Nashville. And so for me to get off the bus to take a, you know, a date <laughs> right. home, right? only to spend one day with my family to take another day trip, you know, back to Nashville. It just wasn't working. So God made a way for us. Speaking of touring, you're doing quite a bit, I think, right now, right? I mean, you're coming to Nebraska here short. We're excited to have you back to Nebraska. You were at the Nebraska State Fair. I believe it was last year. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. So this year you're going to be at the Christian Cross Festival coming up in Norfolk. But you're doing, I'm looking at your webpage, you're doing quite a bit right now. So how does that work and what does that look like? What's that experience for you and your family, actually? Yeah, I would say um, it works till it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like we, when when people ask, like, how does how do you balance that? Well, we balance today, 
And we'll talk about tomorrow when we get there. Because at the end of the day, music in the ministry we get to do is an overflow of our family. Mm. I've been able to take on a lot because, you know, the family's been doing really well and they're very supportive. Um, if one day that isn't the case, well, you you will see my calendar empty. You know, so we're, we're grateful. You know what? These songs that we've put out have impacted people enough that they would want me to come and, and sing them and be blessed in a live setting. So um, it's just, again, it's, it's a dream come true mm. to be able to do ministry this consecutive you know, every weekend, it is challenging, you know, the easy road or the, what am I trying to say here? The, the road that God has you on, you know, while it's great to follow his lead, it's not always the easy road, but I believe it's the better one. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the things that you've put in place you've learned over the years? I mean, between those of us who have a more steady life, it's still hard to keep certain disciplines in place, you know, because life still happens and you've got this topsy turvy, you know, on the go traveling, home gone again. What are some rhythms, discipline, something that, what did you learn to keep some rhythm and sanity in your life? Yeah. I think the main thing is everything breaks down unless we keep talking. You know what I mean? we got to keep that open lines of communication. And then, especially for our kids, just treating them as individuals, you know, um, being really intentional of the time that we have because it is quality over quantity hmm. for certain seasons. You know, we're, we're taking a big trip back to Canada hmm. this year and it's just three weeks, you know, no music, no nothing. It's just like, we're going to spend time with family. Mm. And back to that point of, you know, being intentional with our kids, like each one of them speaks a different language, you know, they really do. So, so getting quiet with them and getting close um, and doing, doing the things that they want to do, but really just so that would be the catalyst to, to draw us close and have good communication um, has been key. Tell me about your spiritual rhythms. I mean, you, it's always interesting to me when you get into a ministry because for lack of a better way to say it, and you don't think that way, I don't think that way, you don't think that way, but you kind of professionalize your faith, right? Absolutely. So now, now Absolutely. it's about being full and, and authentic in the right way. How do you kind of keep grounded spiritually, keep just your love relationship with Jesus solid, not get keep the differentiation between what you're doing on stage and who you are in your prayer closet by yourself with just Jesus. The main thing that has kind of been a revelation to me is that I cannot live on the faith of yesterday. Hmm. I was out with We Are Messengers on the fall and I just felt like my cup was just draining, you know? And then ob- the obvious thing, well, your cup is draining because you're not feeling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Pouring yourself out every right. night. You can't, you know, bring forth a message or speak from an empty cup. It just doesn't work. You're going to burn out and you're not going to have anything of value to bring forth. <laughs> and so uh, to me, it's the rhythm of just being spiritually fed constantly, you know, knowing that it's that God has fresh manna for us every day. And to not store up that manner, right? But to know that he will be faithful to bring it every day. Um, so for me, the practical side of that has just been uh, podcasts. You know, God has put kind of something in my heart that resounds with certain messages. And so when that happens, you know, dig dig a little more and, um, and dig into what's being said. Um, because that is the spiritual food that I think he's brought forth. Uh, you know, it's sermons, you know... Uh, Tim Keller has been such a huge influence on me. 
that to me is heavy on my heart because he's been such an influence, a positive influence. Um, so just just guys like that um, who have put their message out in a broader sense. So guys like me who don't attend his church, you know, who don't aren't in his inner circle can really find fuel in his message. Tim Keller's one of my favorites as well. So tells me something about you. He's deep and biblical and weighty. And, it, and, and that message, I think, is what the world longs for, clearly, with just even the makeup of his church being, you know, a lot of believers, but a lot of non-believers, a lot of seekers. Um, but he brings this weighty message, a real heart heavy, but still very mindful. Jordan, uh, one of your uh, most recent songs is called Rescue. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear kind of the heart behind that uh, music and uh, that heart behind that song and kind of how God gave you that, that one. Yeah, to me, it's, it's my testimony. You know, the song is written in past tense. You know, when I needed rescue, Jesus, you came through. But we had this two-week season where it just felt like we were getting hit on every side. You know, like what could happen, happens. My wife was in for a doctor's appointment with with Emory uh, to get her eyes checked, find out that she's likely going to need like an invasive eye surgery. That was a lot. And my wife, she she gets Emory, they get in the car, they start driving home and the car breaks down. At this point, she's in tears. And our oldest girl, Willa, was jumping on the trampoline and she broke her leg. Oh, are you serious? You know what I mean? Same so day? My wife's, same day. Oh, but... My wife's coming home, you know, from the, the hospital. We're heading out to the hospital. It was, that was awful. You know, a few days later, um, I got a call from my record label. This was my first record deal, uh, something I'd worked for my entire life. They called and said, hey, Jordan, we're, we're unable to be a record label anymore. Mm. That hit hard. Everything felt like it was being taken away. And again, nothing like Joe, but, but you feel like it, you oh, know? Yeah. Uh, and then a few days later, we're back in the hospital with Emory having seizures. Mm. Heather and I, my wife, we were in the hospital. We were just completely spent. Three days later, get in the car. The car breaks down again. <laughs> and, um, and so my sister-in-law who worked in the city where we broke down, uh, she graciously came, picked us up. She saw that we were totally spent. This was like dinner time already. So she's like, hey, can I order you guys some pizza? We're like, yes, thank you. And within the next couple hours, each one of our little six-person family all had food poisoning. To kind of make matters worse, our oldest who who decided to sleep it off on the living room couch had what's called a fever-induced delirium. But, you know, every night when I share this story and I share this song, I kind of say, you know, the the house may shake a little. You may lose a few shingles off the roof. But when you dig in with Jesus, you realize that even the hardest circumstances, in the hardest circumstances, your foundation is set. That is the power and the beauty uh, that he gives us in this life, the hope that we have. And so that really just that faithfulness of God, you know, was our rescue. Those seeds that we we planted years ago, you know, and continue to plant with him uh, just began to blossom. Jordan, what have you learned over the years in life in walking with Jesus, specifically in terms of not judging God by your circumstances or looking at God through your circumstances versus looking at your circumstances through your faith in God. I mean, many, many times when you talk to people who are struggling with faith, whether they are Christians or non-Christians, so often it comes back to a judgment against God based on a circumstance that they're either experiencing or someone they know know, uh, experienced. So yeah, what's helped you to kind of navigate uh, not judging God by your circumstances? This is probably a 
a very provocative answer and maybe maybe an unpopular one. But again, when you go through this stuff you and, and you just experience God's love, I don't see another way out of this. A lot of us believers and a lot of us non-believers, mainly non-believers, would use, you know, why do, why do bad things happen to good, good people, people you know, as an excuse to not believe in God, even if he did exist? And it's been my experience that the circumstances have only been the overwhelming evidence that God is present and loving and good, that he would allow certain things in our lives um, comes down to that he loves us. He loves us so much. And that that free will, that choice is so important to him that um, that he would allow certain things to happen is mind boggling. And also, I don't know, when you when you kind of look at it through the lens of a father, it's a beautiful thing and it's heartbreaking. But uh, it's only drawn us closer to him. Hmm. So even our little girl, as we stand in between this this miracle that we do desire, but if it's not coming, as we stand in that in that place, our our only posture is is worship. It's it's still just worship and praise for for everything he's done, is doing, and will do. From a writing standpoint, Jordan, are you constantly writing, or does it kind of ebb and flow? Do you kind of set aside certain seasons of the year, or how does that work for you? Yeah, I think I'm writing all the time. It, I'm I'm always trying to collect song ideas and melodies and lyrical phrases, titles, um, and just kind of put them in my phone. And just try and be aware of, uh, you know, the conversations I'm having. You know, I think, I think those are very, there's a spiritual element to all of that. And I think a lot of those conversations, what we're listening to on podcasts or sermons are telling us what the world is longing for. And so uh, I think our job is we're hunter gatherers as songwriters. I store those away. I'll typically write heavy in January, February, uh, when I'm off the road, but, uh, we'll write the odd song on the road. And it's, uh, those are cool experiences too, because it's almost unexpected. You're not, you know, we're going to write a batch of songs here and, uh, it's nice to just get after one and then kind of put it on the shelf and, and revisit it when you're ready to maybe record. You know, as we're talking, Jordan, about uh, those times when life hits us and we're kind of grappling and our faith is maybe faltering, a song that uh, I think would be a good one to pull out and listen intentionally uh, would be No Matter What. I think that's a great song. Can you share about that song? Yeah, this song, you know, is kind of like a bookend to our story. We released the song Fires, you know, walking through the fire. We're on the midway point of our journey and also midway point through the pandemic with Weary Traveler. And I think with no matter what, it was just a statement of faith to kind of, you know, this is where I'm landing, that no matter what, God, you are faithful. You know, the sun may rise and I may take advantage of that day or not. You know, and even if I don't take advantage, even the next day, the sun will rise. Like that is how faithful God is. It really has nothing to do with me or you or any of us. But the character and nature of God is I am here. I am present and I will continue to show up. And um, and that's kind of where we landed, you know, despite our circumstances, almost flying in the face of our circumstances is that we believe in a God that shows up. You've put out a number of songs, an interesting dynamic, I'm sure, because it's in a very different way, but similar. We have this experience on doing what we do with radio, where we're putting out ministry, but like, I don't know, we don't know who's listening to it when, but then we start hearing back. I was listening here and God met me in this moment and thank you for being there for us. And it's awesome. I know you've heard lots of those, those stories. What's the one, maybe a story for you that you just go, wow, God, you did that with one of my songs. We had this amazing, um, 
concert. It was in Crossville, Tennessee, kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know, didn't know who was going to show up. And so we play the entire show for the people in front of us. And then later on, uh, I looked backstage and there was this wood shop because this is like a, you know, a, a play, uh, a theater um, that, that hosts a lot of plays and they build a lot of sets in the back. And so I'm unloading my stuff in the back and I just meet this guy who was backstage the whole time. And he just shares his story. He's a young man. And he's like, man, I was just in the hospital last week with a panic attack. And, you know, the weary traveler, like that is me. That is who I am right now. And it was just this beautiful moment to just, okay, God, this is the person you've put right in front of me. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I'm supposed to where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? And so I was I was able to pray for this this young man. And you could sense there was just, you know, a little more peace, you know, that he had in his heart. But what it made me realize is like, while I'm singing for everybody this way, God had me ministering to the to the one guy that I couldn't see hmm. in the back. You know what I mean? And I'm like, if that isn't the kingdom way, you know? <laughs> and it's like, we put on these shows, we got the stage and the microphones and all the things. And it's like, no, no, no. I brought you to this town for this young man in the back, you know? And so just, I don't know, God is in control of it all. You know, at the end of the day, I think it's our job to kind of show up and do the work, but it is not our work. It's the work he's prepared for us to do. And so uh, that was just a beautiful reminder that, you know, God has his ways. We have ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, to really just be aware, to press in with whoever's right in front of us. People are the most important thing. Music is just a tool we use to to impact. And so, yeah, that was a beautiful moment. I'm just curious, with all the travel that you do, Jordan, how are you seeing the world right now in terms of all the craziness that's going on? You know, yeah, in some ways it's getting tougher. It's getting more difficult. I think the connectedness is a blessing and a curse, you know, through social media. Honestly, what's helped me tremendously is to disconnect from the things that don't matter and pay attention to what does. I like keeping up with world events. I like knowing what's going on. However, that doesn't edify my soul for the most part. And so I don't watch a lot of news. I don't connect with social media a lot for what's the goings on in the world. And honestly, if something is really important, it does get around. And and we, you know what I mean? Like if it's that important, I think God has given us all a job to do, you know? And uh, for us and our family, that's really started in our community with our neighbors, like get to know your neighbors. You know, and when Jesus says, you know, love me with everything you have and, you know, the greatest commandment. And then he goes on to say, love your neighbor like yourself. I think if we really started there, we would fill a lot of the gaps uh, that we're seeing either in the church uh, or in ministry. Um, there's just a lot of work to be done on the street that you are living on. And uh, and so we kind of keep the blinders on and we do that. And then we, we overflow from that, you know, from our house and... Uh, and we get to do this music thing. And at the end of the day, everybody's just longing to know whose we are. You know, who are we and whose are we? Um, and uh, and I think when I, when I focus on that, the world isn't such a bad place because we're really God's at the center. I still agree with that. I mean, it got hit me with that a similar concept here a number of years ago of just going, you know what? We can be so consumed with things that we can't control that are way outside of our space that we get we get a mindset that 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 causes us to not pay attention to the things that we can affect because we just it all kind of gets grouped into this whole mass of pain and humanity and crazy craziness that we just don't do anything with but yeah i i found the same thing the more i guard my heart against knowing too much about things that really are way outside of my space 
expand and really tune into the things that are right here in front of me that I can do something with and about. It's a game changer. All right, before I let you go, you're coming to Nebraska here shortly. We've been sharing that throughout the morning as well. Tell us what to expect when you come to Norfolk. Yeah, I mean, every night when we get on the stage, I say, you know what, we've we've come to worship. You know, are you guys good with that? You know what I mean? Like, we are here to worship, and if you want to join us, great. Because I think the festival thing is a little different. You know what I mean? It's less intimate. It's big. and uh, But at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a worship leader. And uh, while I don't necessarily write the corporate worship song, I think every song I write hopefully is worshipful and and points to Jesus. And I mean, that's why we're singing these songs. I think you're going to get, you know, a really intimate time of us just chasing the heart of God and singing the, singing the message out of, you know, again, a lot of the songs that I've written are through the tougher times that we've walked through, but to just proclaim uh, his, and again, it sounds cliche, but sometimes cliches are what you, what we hold on to because they're true. And uh, just the faithfulness, the endurance of God's love for us is is really just, we're still coming out of it. You know, we're still feeling the, the little burn on the edges of walking through the fire. And so it's still, I just love proclaiming this message that God walks with us. And so to walk alongside those that are going through the tough stuff, that's just what I feel called to. Uh, to do right now. Well, Jordan, I know that there are a lot of people looking forward to hearing you in person when you come to Norfolk next week for the Christian Cross Festival, along with Tasha Layton and Unspoken. Of course, we have details about that free event on our calendar at the MyBridge Radio app or at MyBridgeRadio.net. Hey, Jordan, thanks so much for sharing your morning with us today. Thank you. Such a pleasure.